Hello. And welcome to another episode of The Music Guys, the podcast about a couple of guys making a living in the music business. My name is Al Rowe. I'm a singer-songwriter, music producer, mixer, educator, dad, husband. You are. Living in the East, Danforth, the city of Toronto, province of Ontario, country of glorious Canada. My co-host, guitarist, vocalist, handsome gentleman, producer, mixer, composer, film scorer, Mr. Michael Hebs. Look at that goddamn hair. You got a good good <laughs> flow going up there, <laughs> as the uh, hockey players would say. I don't know if it's good at this point. This is How's your uh, fantasy hockey team doing there, by the way? <laughs> oh my god, so bad. So, <laughs> I've... I've realized something uh, that's pissed Holt off. So my buddy Holt got me in his fantasy hockey thing. I don't really watch sports. I should watch sports. Like, I actually fucking envy you guys so much that you feel things in general, but also, well, you know, watching sports. Uh, And so I just haven't set my players to play. Okay. Each week you have to like click a button and then it's like your, your guys are fucking playing now. You're good now. Uh, and I have done yeah. that. I've, I've, well, I've done it once the first week. And so I have one of the best players in the league, allegedly. I have Connor McDavid. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he's the best, but, you know, he's like, he's Holt was definitely he's the, the best. Ones. He's definitely the so best. I, and it's, it's not a, I have him yeah. on my fucking pool or whatever. And I've yeah. just been benching him every week to fuck oh, with Holt. <laughs> just to upset Holt. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's been pretty good. But, um, yeah, no, I'm good. You know, uh, I'm, I'm living the dream. Uh, I was wondering, you know, I was trying to think of out of all of our episodes, what was the highest? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I, and you wouldn't know this offhand, but you know, if we ever have a, a wide listenership, someone should uh, go through someone each one. Point out. Yeah. Or they're just their favorite one. There you go. That one was good. It had a little bit uh, at the end, you know, like grit. obviously you're going to, yeah, yeah. You're going to get into one of those like metal scripts. Maybe uh, I yeah, or you know, maybe people just hate that I do that. I don't know. Let's get some feedback on the yeah. Get a site. Don't change it. If you don't do it, I will, and it won't be good. Send us some feedback, comment, uh, or uh, send us an email, musicguypodcast at gmail dot com. Let us know what's your favorite yeah. Do you hate the yeah? Do you love it? Uh, How would you do it? Because you know. Everybody's got to chime in. Everybody's yeah, got to chime do. in with their opinion yeah, on how they yeah, would yeah. do things, you know. Um, cool. So, yeah, I mean, reach out to the show. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to send us some original music to play like we did on the last episode, please send us uh, that as well. Um, if you want to support the show, tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. Um, today, I wanted to talk about building a show on your pedal board now this would apply mostly to people who have like uh the helix or the quad cortex or the fractal or multi-effects or, unit yeah multi-effects unit. anything that's like got presets that you can save on there um so if you're just you know if you're an analog person this might not really uh work in the same way for you although even the analog people there's the um i'm not even sure what they're called they're like 
switchers. Yes. Like, Giant, I think they call like them loopers, oddly enough, which oh, weird. does not. But you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like a row of yes. buttons, yes, and you just plug your pedals in in a way where like, you kick through those buttons and they turn on and off multiple pedals at the same time. So you might do something similar to what I'm talking about um, with uh, a piece of gear like that. So, um, first thing I want to talk about, which is not um, directly related to this, is that when I tour with a digital modeling piece of gear like a helix or a cortex uh i now own the cortex i used to own the helix uh i toured with the helix i rented a second helix i was using the hx stop so i rented a second hx stop copied all of my patches and information onto that second hx stop and had it on stage plugged in ready to go you had a redundancy. I was afraid of my pedal breaking down. It never broke down, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, mine has neither. Yeah. The one thing that freaks me out about these units is that if you're um, if you're on the road and you know something happens, even if you're not on a road, if you're on any gig really, but especially if you're on the road and your thing conks out uh, and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're not going to be able to get it repaired, you really want to have something because you just you can't make sound at all no, without... No. You <laughs> so, can't do effects, you, know, you can't do anything, yeah. I think the you know maybe the ultimate setup would be like have your, um, your Helix, have your backup Helix, and then maybe have like a... Uh, I don't know, like one of those... I mean, there's so many different ones. Um, the direct-in like pedals. Little, little boxes, yeah. like, like the JDX radial... Like the direct in amp box with like a distortion pedal, just in case you like absolutely conk out and you can't use your multi, um, yeah, not your multi effects, your 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 processor. You just need something that's going to make some sound. Um, you know that might be the way to, to way to go. So I would really recommend rolling around with some kind of a backup. Yeah. Um, even so if you have for, a Helix and you have a direct in, like a direct in, uh, not a direct in box, but like uh, one of those amp sim pedals i mean it's yeah. not great you're definitely you know gonna catch shit for if, if your stuff breaks down but uh that is also to a certain extent understandable. but the gig is not ruined yes though, you know yes if it's you don't like, have a backup you're, you're fucked yeah so i mean even just rolling around to like one-off gigs here and there if you're relying on on the quad cortex or whatever it might not be a bad idea to just have like a a jdx uh, or whatever kind of pedal in your in your backpack, just in case. Yeah, you just never know, and you don't want to be in a situation where you can't can't make noise. So, um, just wanted to preface that. Uh, in terms of uh, actually using these things, um, I have a setup for just sort of everyday kind of gigs. I've got my sound that I like for most things. Um, I've got. Uh, a, f- a couple different levels of distortion on there if I want to play totally clean, mm. if I want a little bit of dirt, if I want a lot of dirt. I've got a lead boost, which is uh, not actually a distortion pedal. It's like an EQ um, that's pushing up uh, a few dBs of like 1K or something. So it's just kind of like that's uh, it. boosting no up the, the middle of the general? sound. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Yeah, and it might... Um, yeah, and then I've got a delay, so I'll usually kick on the, the solo and the delay. I'm yeah. going through a reverb at the end of the chain. Uh, I've got a chorus in there, and uh, that's pretty much it. And then I've got a secondary line for a, for an acoustic chain, because uh, the quad cortex has uh, two 
um, discrete inputs and two discrete outputs. So you can have a, a second signal running in there. And I've got that for acoustic. Um, and that's got an IR for like a Martin or something that I downloaded. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it's got I a know compre- that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like the only one up there. It's, it's like not the first a thing lot you see them, when you go. Yeah. Um, and I've got a compressor pedal to just make it louder if I'm doing like fingerstyle stuff. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Maybe like a noise. I think I have, I have noise gates on both uh, patches as well. So the one uh, cool thing that I just discovered, which is probably not that amazing, but um, I put uh, a noise gate on both um, both lines, right? So my electric line and my acoustic line at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like not um, like a regular noise gate you use to eliminate noise, right? This noise gate uh, cuts off the sound completely. And what I did was I, I put one on each. I turned one on and one off. And then I set them both to uh, be controlled by one of my buttons on the Cortex. So every time I push that button, it's like a... It's like a switch switcher, in, uh, yeah. in like in in you know in in Super Mario or whatever. Like one goes on and the other one goes off, right at the touch of that you just one button. Changed it's my life both. by saying that. Yeah. So uh, because I have a problem with the line six helix, and my solution was I plug both of them them into it, and I have to roll the volume off of my electric guitar and then move to my acoustic. Yeah, no. So so annoying. that's what I used to do, but then it occurred to me that that. There's a, there's a solution, and yeah, so you put a noise gate on each with like the threshold infinite, so that the, it's 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 a silencer, and then you um, you turn one on, you turn one off, you hook them up to the same button. So every time you hit that button, it flips uh, and opens up one of the channels, closes the other one. Um, so that's how I mute my different lines when I'm switching instruments, um, and. Uh, yeah, and I have a tuning uh, pedal in front of my electric as well. So with that ah, tuner yes. on and my, and my and my acoustic channel muted by way of this noise gate, all my stuff is uh, is is muted. So that's sort of a basic gig, everyday gig setup sort of thing. Now, if we're talking about an artist gig, especially if I'm going on tour and it's going to be like a lot of shows in a row, um. Or if I'm like a big part of this band and I expect for the you know there to be a lot of uh, 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 gigs coming up with this artist, maybe we're doing a lot of rehearsals as well. So it's worth it to me to actually build a show on the Cortex. And this yeah. is I've done this on the, the HX Stomp as well. I'm going to talk in terms of the Cortex right now, but it you know it's applicable to uh, any of these um, you know any of these modelers. And so what I will. Do is I'll sort of I'll come up with um, sort of a again like a basic core sound. So um, for a, for a tour I did a, a few years ago for David James, um, also in the hockey his, pool. Yeah, also in our fantasy league. He is uh, he's in fourth. I'm in fifth. So let's see if we can see where, if we where am I now? Uh, you're in last. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, his music, I would describe it as it's country music, but it's also got kind of a hard rock thing going on. So my sort of standard, if I was to um, go with one tone for the entire 
uh, gig, what would that tone be? That's kind of where I start. And so for me, that was like a Marshall Plexi with, um, I think it's like a, a King of Tone in front of it and maybe like a 808 um, Tube Screamer in front of that. Um, so a pretty high gain yeah. kind of sound, you know? And that's that's sort of my basic sound and most of the songs in the set are going to call for that sound at some point. So that's yeah. that's sort of my starting point. So I get that somewhere where I'm really happy. And then um, what I'll do is, again, this is a gig where I have a set list. I know exactly the order of the songs. I know exactly what parts I'm playing. The, you know, this is sort of all contingent on, on having this. As I will duplicate that X number of times, right? And I will name each patch the song name for each song. Of in the course. Set. So of let's course, say yes. I've got, you know... It's a 10-song set. So now I've got 10 patches. They're all the same. They've got the names of the songs on them. So at the very least, I don't need to look at a set list now, right? Yes. Because on the Cortex, it, it it shows you the name of the song as you kick through um, the patches. So that, that makes it easy. Is there a mute okay. in between? Like, so when you switch patches, is there a momentary, like, no sound? Yes. That, that Yeah, you will lose your yeah. delay trails. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, something to be aware of, but... Uh, not not a problem in the case of this uh, particular gig. Not, there's not transitions where, um, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of tunes where it's like it's uh, you know if we're doing like um, we do a couple of classic rock covers. It's like I'll just yeah. use the same patch for both. You know, you can also yes, do that yes, as well. Yes. And that way, if you're transitioning between songs, then you got to build that in. You might have to build both tunes into the same patch, um, so you don't lose your delay trails. But what this allows you to do. Is uh, is yeah. Not look at a set list, and then um, if you're using the um, the the pitch shifter to like play, if if a song's in like E flat, you yes. don't want to switch guitars, right? Everybody knows about this. It's a great function. The last thing you want to have happen, I did this a couple weeks ago, so many times. Everybody's done it. <sighs> you leave your down tuner on. And then you kick into the next song, yes. and you're half a step away from everybody else. And if you're starting the tune, it's even worse. Dude, um, uh, I and, did this on uh, the biggest gig that I've had on his like main song for the opening. Yeah, yeah, it was so, so embarrassing. So the only way for me to make sure this doesn't happen is to have every song as its own patch, yes. and the ones that need the flat tuner thing on it, it's on. The ones that don't, don't have it. I'm just stepping through the show. I never have to worry about that. It's on when it needs to be. It's off when it needs to be. We're good. Um, the other thing this allows you to do is tap tempo in all your time-based effects. So if you've got delays and stuff going on in a tune, then that's going to be a different tempo mm. than the next song in the set and the next song and stuff like that. And then, of course, tempos, right? You see, a bl- you see a blinking light on your unit, at least, at least yep. on the helix I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it blinks to show you how fast it's going. So sometimes when I'm like, yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, and so, um, and then of course, like the the next thing it allows you to do is just completely customize the sound for each yes. um, song. And and I'm not going to get into super grueling detail about how to build different presets. There's lots of really good videos out there. For the most part, I, I, I tend to just use the stock 
amps and stuff that that come with the Cortex. I think they all sound amazing. You're I saying not you don't tweak. switch song to song your uh, your amp models? Uh, just in general, I'm when I'm building patches, like when oh, I'm pulling okay. in pedals and amps and heads and stuff. Yeah. Like if it doesn't sound good to me right away, I just I, I'm not going to tweak it. I'm just yeah. going to find something else. And I usually have I find, a method for this, which is way too much. This is going back to our other episode of <laughs> putting put, too much time. Yes. In. Well, this does um, take a lot of time. Yeah. Even. Though I'm saying I'm, I'm kind of trying not to spend too much time, it does take a lot of time. So uh, if you're going to do this, be prepared to, yeah. to spend a lot of time and make sure that's yeah. worth your while to do that. Oh, um, have good referencing like monitors or in, or in ears or whatever. Yeah, or, uh, using headphones or or yeah reference monitors to sort of try and match tones on the record is a really good idea as well. Um, but I will say you don't want to go too crazy with that because yes. a live show, like I said, you kind of do want to have. In yeah. my experience, a, a, a main sound that you're sort of sticking to, because if you're oh, I just mean in terms of when you make your patches, if you're fucking doing it on, on AirPods, like you're oh yeah, you're a complete tool yeah, um yeah, um, that's all. But if you, yeah, if like you said, like I don't, I I almost with you know with the exception of one or two t- tunes which are outliers, like every other song's got the same amp and cab, and it's generally the same yeah, it's got the same lead boost, it's got the same you know reverb like that way you know patch to patch your volume doesn't fluctuate too yes. much because you want to make yourself uh easy to mix we were uh, at, we asked about this in previous episodes when we first were talking about the helix we were wondering oh changing amp you know song to song is that preferable and i've spoken to multiple sound guys and they're like absolutely not unless you're running with the same tour guy and like it's a tour where you're literally playing every single day and you have proper sound check where they can make sure that yeah the the difference in brightness the difference in volume is you know they not going to cut through much song to song it's like same most of the time same amp same song you know yeah yeah and of course if you are going to yeah go ahead and and do unique completely unique patches for each tune you really do have to make sure that they're um that they're all coming out roughly the same volume yes. otherwise you're you're going to be a real headache for the person mixing you um so yeah um kind of lost my train of thought here i'm just uh, i should have made show notes ruining, for this one ruining everything <laughs> uh, we were talking about building you know songs and then like switching between yeah so you've got <laughs> i i don't remember so what you, you're talking about so you got your core you got your core sound yeah um you're building that, uh, you know, using headphones, using reference monitors, trying to, yeah, trying to sort of match the the, the tone, the vibe of the artist uh, in a good way. Um, and then from there, each song for me uh, is going to get, I'm going to use uh, what you call scene mode for oh. the Cortex. I think it's also called scene mode on the... Yes, it is, on the Helix. Uh, Helix, right? So here's and now on the cortex it's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna talk in terms of cortex because it's so awesome. Um, Fuck you. Here's what you do. So I I um I I, th- I divide the obviously divide the song into you know which, what where do I need to make patch changes right? So usually I'll have one sound for the verse, one sound for the chorus, one sound for the solo if there is one right. Maybe there's a different thing yeah. going on in the intro. Maybe there's a different thing going on in the bridge. Okay, so that's five things. 
Okay, so I'll set up my patch for the intro. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, maybe I'm, tur- you know, one of my distortion pedals is off because it's not as loud as the other part of the tune. The core sound is still the same, but like one of yeah. the distortion pedals is yeah. off. Okay, cool. I'm going to uh, save that as a scene. I'm not going to explain in detail how to do that. Uh, it's no, way easier yeah. to just look this up on read YouTube. Your, read your manual. I'm going to save that as a scene, and the Cortex allows you to do that. So when I'm in scene mode, my first scene is going to be labeled intro. My next scene, maybe I need to turn off another distortion pedal and add a delay uh, for the verse. Okay, the scene mode uh, for, for the verse, I'm going to call it verse. And when I hit that button to go into verse, that is all, you know, those two pedals are going to immediately be turned off together. I don't have to do hopscotch and and remember where my buttons are and turn things off. I'm just hitting the next button in sequence that says verse. Then do the same thing for chorus. Maybe it's kicking on two distortion pedals, turning the delay off. Um, Maybe it's adding a a reverb. I don't know. Whatever. It's all going to happen at the touch of one button. It's called chorus. I know it's the chorus because it says chorus on it, and yeah. I know where I am in the song. Like, I'm making this as foolproof as I possibly can uh, so that I don't end up making a mistake. Because the wrong thing. there's nothing yeah, worse. Yeah. I, I get really stressed out when I'm playing electric guitar, and I, like, miss step on a pedal. And then I'm like, oh, how do I... How do I get... What pedal is I trying to hit? Oh, no. Yes, and I'm, like, trying yeah, to play yeah. a part. Yes. And whatever. It's crazy, right? And then I just, I start to spiral at that point. Okay, so then I'll do the same thing for the bridge, same thing for the solo. You know, if there's two verses, I'll just go back to the verse one. I don't make another verse one unless it's different. Um, And there you go. So I've got, for every song, I've got each section of the song as its its own button. Then I bank up to the next song. The title of the song is there. I know what it is. I've got custom patches for each section of the song bank up so i'm just stepping through the set Mm. as mindless as possible um and that is uh in my opinion the best way to do it because it uh leaves the the least amount of room for For, error yeah yeah yeah. and then the last thing i'll add and again if you use this method this should make things easier is if you're going to hook up to midi for a show, ah. which I would highly recommend doing if you can if you can spend the time to set yeah. it up. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. MIDI kind of sucks. It doesn't always work the way you think it's going to. It's hard to find the num- the correct numbers for different MIDI channels and stuff. But if you can spend an afternoon um, sort of troubleshooting it uh, with the person who's running the tracks for the show, you give them a USB line and you can write a MIDI track into each um, track of the, of the show in Ableton or whatever software they're using, and it will communicate to your Cortex or your Helix or whatever to change to the next um, thing. Now, if you're using scene mode, it's one command, right? And that's going to move to your next thing. If you're not using scene mode and you're trying to have MIDI do multiple pedal changes yeah. at the same time for you, that's going to be really, really difficult. Yeah, so I yeah. think, again, this method um, makes it pretty easy. Uh, I did do a tour where a MIDI was controlling my HX stop. It was amazing. I could like be away from my pedal board. I could be performing. I could be singing backups. And my patch would change. And uh, rarely, rarely yeah. ever had any misfires. Just and if you do, yeah. you can always manually override it. And again, 
If you're okay, using the good. system that I'm talking about, it's going to be – if your chorus doesn't fire, it's pretty easy to just hit the button that says chorus on it. You're not like, oh, I got to yeah. hit X, Y, Z buttons to get my, my tone, right? So um, this is the kind of thing that takes a lot of uh, preparation. It's going to yeah. probably take you, you know, just to set up all these patches, probably going to take you the better part of an afternoon or a whole day. But when you have um, them, you have them, and they would apply from like band to band, I would imagine. You know what I mean? Not not really. Really? So like no. so now one thing I am not as uh I I don't find tap tempo sometimes is a big thing unless it's like a very timed delay. So like cuz in my case I'll copy like this is my, you know, like I have a delay on here and I have reverb and an amp you know what I mean? So I do find that I am able to copy and paste pretty well because I don't have tab tempo in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I at least I have like the bare bones of it and then I can just copy and paste. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to start you don't have to start from scratch every time is what I'm saying. Um how do you like when you like working with a new artist or act, you mean? Yeah. So say for instance, yeah. if I'm playing unless it's like a completely different style of music, if I'm playing like with a country band. I'll have like I have my country set up for my, you know, sure, for, for sure, my Stratocaster, yeah. and literally it'll be like this is the country sound. And if I need a slapback delay, I have copy and paste on my computer. I do it on my com- computer. Yeah, the Helix is actually. I wish the Cortex had a com- computer. Oh, oh, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. It's yeah. more. It's more convenient though. I've heard that like on the fly, the the Quad Cortex is. Yeah, but it's still I would I would Computer, rather do yeah. it on desktop. Yes. Oh, yeah. dude, I literally I have a specific sound and I can import it, and I'm like, okay, now this is my country sound. Oh, we need a rock sound. Here we go. Uh, and then it's like, oh, I don't need delay on this. Okay, I'll get rid of that. Or I need a trem. It's like, oh, okay, I'll just pull that up. But yeah, yeah. Uh, now that I mean, you're right. Like you can definitely bring stuff up from from previous. But I mean, you still have to go through every song of the oh, set and yeah. decide. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, this one's I, like you know. Wants a titch more delay because it's just a bit spacier yeah. of a tune, or, or yeah, that kind of stuff. There's a couple of occasions where it's like I I needed a different amp in the verse than in the chorus because it was just such a distinct, different sound, yeah. and I had to build that in, and it it, it takes a while, um, and so just be prepared to put that time in, but it's super worth it. It's if it's a band that that you're you know going to be playing a bunch with. Uh, and you've got a show that's mapped out, and uh, it's just it's just the way to do it. It's just the way to do it. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that I mean it's I, I didn't talk for very long there. I don't think, uh, but uh, that's that's pretty much the gist of what I wanted to uh, to bring up today. So um, I'll let you take it from there if you want to. Yeah. Um, so like one of the things I, I was anything. mentioning, I have like an, a way overworking way of doing this. And really, you only need to do it once, depending on your thing. So I, one of the things that, you can get this for Quad Cortex as well. They have a, a VST plugin for it, do they? You got to buy it, right? Um, VST plugin for? Quad Cortex? Like, can you get that on Pro Tools? I'm not sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that much money for the Helix. Uh, if you buy a Helix, you get a discount on the actual plugin for a Helix. So I literally... Well, like if I was sent tracks for one of the bigger gigs that I was playing this summer, uh, and so I put the tracks, you know, all in the Pro Tools, 
And then I went through it and I, I tested out different amps with that track. Now I, it doesn't necessarily have to be with, you know, the tracks of that band. If you're just trying to find like, what is the best sounding amp on this modeler for me with my particular guitar? Uh, what I did was I would go through the list of, uh, so in helix they have it separated into you can have an amp and cab in one block so it matches the appropriate amp head with the appropriate cab hat head um so i'd go through that and i would sort of make a a list like certain ones are absolutely not going to sound good with my guitar but i'm actually not physically playing along with that i'm literally playing this through the app so i will record my guitar playing Mm. the parts or parts that i think are important for if i'm doing a country thing uh, and then I will have it looping and I'm literally going like, okay, you know, this is the Fender Tweed sound. No, that's not going to work. Okay. This is the Fender Princeton sound. That's not going to work. Oh, so you can literally audition things. Yes. As it's going and, through. And so the problem is there is still like probably 30 or 40 amps on this thing. So I'm also making notes of ones that are good. And then say, for instance, I have the top one in my head. Okay. Fender Tweed is the top one. I'm going through the, the one, next one. No, that's not good. Next one. No, that's not good. Oh, that this next one sounds good. Why don't I compare it to the Fender Tweed? And then I will eliminate yeah. the Fender Tweed if I need to, or I'll keep moving on. And then, so I'll go through that. And if you want to go even further, there's obviously 30 amps. There's also cabs. Um, now, once again, you don't really need to do this because cabs really change the sound of the amp. But I did kind of delve into the IR world. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I don't know if it's better, but uh, I would do this. I would addition every single cab uh, within reason, right? Like, so I have something like, you know, I bought a pack and it has something like a hundred presets. So I was, you know, if I don't like the sound of the 412, uh, you know, SM57 cab of this one speaker, I'll move on to a different microphone. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go like, oh, well, this is the SM57, you know, a little bit further away on the cone. You know, like I'm not going to do that, Yeah. but this sort of idea. So at least you can get a feel for what are the amps that sound good on your guitar. Cause sometimes you'll find like two, like, Ooh, this is a really good sound. I need to write this down. I need to remember that on this guitar, this amp sounds wicked for country, but I don't need country right now. I need rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that very helpful. Um, I do. I, one of the things that I struggle with, and maybe you could figure it out for me. I did I really overdid it for the the bigger gig thing that I had and it turned out really well they're very pleased but I literally would mix it so I would literally be like okay how much delay do I need to be listening at a quiet volume and be like okay I want just enough delay to be like tasteful and yada 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 and I did that for every song and then you know when I talk to the sound guy he's a guy you need need more reverb you need more delay whereas I feel like if he was listening in my environment it would have been a really good amount, but live is different. You know, like how do you, do you generally add more wetness for live, you know, than you would normally for a non-live situation or? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think I would say that I tend to mix or dial in less gain and probably, yeah, less effects when I'm at home and then once I get to the gig and we're playing as a band or hopefully the rehearsal, yeah. uh, um, then I realize I want more heat and I want a bit more delay and I'll just dial that in on the spot. I see, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do find that I'm a little too 
uh, conservative with some of that stuff when I'm sort of at home. Uh, like you're saying, you know, listening to tracks yeah. and, and stuff like that. Because yeah. when you're on stage, you do just kind of just want a little more teeth. And um, out there, I, I, I've yeah. heard like lots of guitars out like live when I'm going to festivals. And I'm like, that sounds way too clean. But I know that that person is normally throws a bunch of gain on their signal. Like I know the guitarist or same with the yeah. limb. Like it sounds like literally like, like a DI guitar, you know, a little bit more than then a lot yeah, more than I, it should, you know? I think you, yeah, I mean, and it depends on the person because if I say, generally speaking, you could dial in more gain, like some people out there who are already dialing in too much gain are just going to dial in more gain, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, I don't know, it, there's not a way to sort of, but I found for myself that I can push it a little further than I thought. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, and so... Um, when you're talking about the VST plugin, I think that's dope. I think the the other way of doing that is um, is by somehow sort of looping, you know, recording some dry electric guitar yes. into your DAW, looping it back into your pedal somehow. Can, Cortex you can use can the Quad Cortex as an interface, though, right? Yes, you can. So, yeah, so there would so be a way to do it very easily that way. Um, but you could also do it with cables coming out of your interface and yeah. then going back in. Uh, and that would allow you to do... Uh, a similar thing where you're actually working on the unit and trying different stuff out and just sort of sitting there and seeing what works. And yeah. I think, you know, it seems a little bit rabbit holey and it can get that way, but it also is kind yeah. of part of the process. And I do spend a lot of time tweaking my sound, especially early on, um, yeah. to make sure I've got something good because the worst is like, and this this also happens too, but it's like you know I'll be halfway like I'll, I'm already pro- the show's already programmed and I'm practicing and I'm like man, I just want a little bit more gain in general, yes. and then I got to go to every preset of yes. every song and dial up the gain and it just takes forever, and uh, you can certainly get into a situation where you're like, did I turn up the gain on this one? Oh, I forgot. Oh, dude. oh I got to check. Oh, it is yeah. the same. Oh no, and then you just you get. You know, so that sucks. So I really would say make sure that you're quite happy with your tone the first go around if possible because, um, yeah, you want to be – once you sort of commit to that quote-unquote core sound, you don't want to be changing that too much because it just takes forever. But also you got to do what you got to do. This, so, yeah. This is a side note. What do you do for your gigs where you don't make uh, patches for everything? I kind of have a general thing. Yeah, like I said, I just kind of have a general, like, pedal board setup. Yeah, what's on Um, it? What's on it? So it's a noise gate uh, compressor, um, like a kind of a quote-unquote, like, always-on distortion pedal. Like, it's like an exotic... um, Color thing, yeah. uh, What's that pedal, the Van Halen phase delay thing yeah yeah the ep booster i think i have that just kind of on all the time although i do have an option to turn that off but i usually leave it on um and uh then what do i have i think i got tube screamer and a king of tone uh in series and i can just kick those on if i need a little if i want to crunch i got you my have tube more screamer. buttons than the quad cortex right than the helix eight or eight oh, eight programmable you. buttons i have yeah, three yeah yeah, uh, as many as many as the Helix full size. I'm pretty sure, but in like half the uh, space on a pedal board. It's, uh, that makes it is the best piece of gear ever made. So, um, so yeah, I can kick in the, the, uh, the Tube you. Screamer or the um, King of Tone uh, for for different kind of crunch tones, and then put them both on yeah. for like a punk rock more th- punk rock thing. 
And then, yeah, chorus. I've been really getting into chorus lately, especially on chorus the wedding gigs. Great. It just yeah. sounds so good. Yeah. Uh, also, delay. Too, it's a hard one to get just that like right amount, you know? Yeah, that's true. It does get a little But, but on a, a clean sound, sound, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's it's nice. And, you know, on the Cortex, the stock chorus just sounds great. Um, I have a uh, delay set to, I think, 300-ish milliseconds. That tends to be, like, a good yeah. um, general setting where, like, whatever you're doing, it kind of just sounds good. Yep. Uh, and then I've got a, a spring reverb at the very, very end. I, I put my time-based effects, my delay and my reverb, after my amps. I know that's not how you usually do it on pedal boards, but yeah, I found that, yeah. that on these uh, Helix and Cortex type uh, processors, it just sounds better to have those at the end. So there you um, go. So yeah, that's a stomp, and I have my E flat thing too, which is Dude, deadly, is but it's, it's so, there. So yeah, well um, yeah, on, so, on the fly it's deadly. Uh, on the fly, but I do have it because sometimes I need it. Um, so, anyways. The, I could just stomp around as as need be. That's sort of my basic. This uh, makes me think of, and so. obviously we don't have time to talk about it today, but it makes me think of, it'd be cool to do a, uh, a podcast on, I, we might have already done this, on how to build a mix template. Uh, template. Mm. Uh, also yeah. a production template. So someone like, um, what's that fucking guy? The guy that, the guy that did the Batman, the new Batman stuff, Batman soundtrack. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer? Yeah. Uh, hey. So he has a production template. Uh, okay. And, uh, well, not just him, everybody. So say, for instance, they'll literally be able to open up Pro Tools and all the in- instruments that they are used to, they just pop up. Now, obviously, they probably wouldn't use it all the time. But in the same sense with you guys, when you're pr- producing a song, you could be like, okay, well, you know, we generally like this sort of like, you know, this is like an impact and I usually use it at this sort of transition stuff. I know it's hard. It would be harder to develop. Uh, but even say for instance, you know, I generally like this road sound. You can have that set up to pop up. I'm trying to think if, mm-hmm. you know, like pad and stuff like that. The only problem is like, it's going to be song to song, but you can even have just the instruments themselves pop up. You know, like if you use uh contact and you use a particular thing contact, you can have those set up. I, I don't have enough experience with it to, to do it, but if somebody yeah. made one of those, I would listen the shit out of that. I mean, I so. use like a, a mix template for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a cool idea with the virtual instruments. Uh, I would The only thing I would add to that is like have them set to be uh, inactive so that when you pull them yes. in, they don't all load at once and crash your, yeah. your system. Because yeah, yeah. like you said, you're not going to be using them all, but it's pretty useful to just have those up. Uh, that's cool, actually. Maybe I'll, I might add that to my mix template. That's a good idea. If I find myself using the same pl- uh, virtual instruments a fair bit, yeah, yeah, might well, just, just be cool have, to have those up. It's like oh, so you I, don't have to menu yeah. dive. Yeah, and also too, it's like oh, I need a pad, and you know, I'll figure out what exact pad I need. But this is like sort of a general pad, and you know, I'll mm-hmm. play the part, and it's like oh, I like that, and then it's like okay, I'll figure out which one I want. Same with well, because I've got presets within my virtual instruments, yep. like that I go to because I saved them and I liked them. So why not have them already, you know, visible? Yeah. Uh, Or even hit as hidden tracks, but at least the tracks, I don't have to go create instrument track, route things. It's already there. You know, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. No, that's what uh, them composers do. do. But uh, I wouldn't know enough about that because I'm a failed film composer, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Let's leave it there. Let's do it. 
let us know by way of leaving a comment or reaching out to us how you approach gigs, how much do you love the Cortex, how much better is it than every other piece of gear ever made. Um, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Alro Music, Bruno the Meek, Music Guy Podcast, MusicGuyPodcast.com, Patreon, Gmail, you know, you know the things. Send us your music. We'll play it on the show. We promise. Recorded on the Line 6 Helix. All those Helix boys, you know, give me a shout because uh, that's what I'm about right now. <laughs> it's a good piece of gear. I used it for a long time. Yeah, whatever. But the Cortex is better. <laughs> Bye.